Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am going to be reviewing and talking about the new movie, All Quiet on the Western Front, came out the end of last year, 2022, directed by Edward Berger, also written by him as well, screenplay. Also, Leslie Patterson was a co-write on the screenplay, as well as Ian Stockel. Uh, of course, this movie, based on the novel, which I think everybody had to read in school, I you know, I, I didn't really read any books in school, but I remember the discussions that were had. And, you know, if you've seen a war movie, you kind of understand in a lot of ways uh, what, what, what a war movie's about. Um, this is also starring Felix uh, Kammerer, Albrecht Schusch, and Aaron Hilmer. So, a bunch of big names I've never heard of. Uh, and this the plot of the basic premise of this movie you're following a german kid uh as he signs up to fight in the first world war on the western front uh and you get to see all of the inhumanity that happens and the horrors of war uh is the basic you know during world war one or any war there's it's it's one of the worst examples of how one of the best examples i guess of how absolutely horrific and inhuman people can be uh, so, you know, pretty, pretty standard kind of, uh, premise for the movie. Uh, obviously told from the German perspective. He is a German kid. They are the losing side of a war where a lot of people lost. There's a lot of lives lost. And, uh, I don't, to say that anybody really wins a war, uh, is, is kind of ridiculous when, uh, the body counts are, are just so high. I mean, every humanity loses really whenever war is kind of the uh, the <laughs> the main focus. Uh, but overall, you know, I, I thought this movie was beautifully filmed, absolutely gorgeous landscapes, uh, some good combat scenes. Uh, but I don't really feel like this movie in any way necessarily stands out in comparison to other great war movies. None of the characters are really that memorable. Even the character, the main character who we're following, kind of, but we don't really get to know much about him. We barely get to know about any of the other people that he comes in contact with throughout this film. Um, but it is a well-made film, I would say. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to people unless you're like a fan of war films and, you know, you just it, that's a genre that you love to see. It is well-made film, so I would recommend it to somebody who likes war films. But it's not a movie that I felt really stood out in any way that would 
require me to recommend this movie to. Not that it was bad. This is a well-made film, like I said. It just doesn't do anything, especially for me. I'm not a fan of war films. I, not, I really don't. I mean, I don't like war. I hate war in general. Uh, so the genre of films based on a human thing that I feel is one of the most disgusting aspects of humanity uh it's it's a bummer there's you know despite the fact that there are definitely war films i do enjoy and there are films in the genre that i think are able to make you care about the characters get you invested in the movie they showing you something different whether it's like saving private ryan or like the miniseries the brothers um i think it's brothers not brothers band of brothers uh great miniseries Obviously, in miniseries, you spend a lot more time with these people. But, you know, there are definitely war films that will do things or talk about stories that are interesting. Even that film that came out uh, last year, two years ago, the one where it's filmed, it made to look like it's filmed all in one shot. I loved that. Basically, the technical, the technical achievements of that film I really loved. Uh, and... The way it's told, I thought it was very beautiful. I think it lended a lot to be on this nonstop ride following this this one soldier. Where this one, I don't really feel nailed it in any specific way. Uh, you know, a lot of the war films to me kind of blend together. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's tough to just recall a war film that stands out so many of them just blend together unless they're doing something new um you know I, I and i don't think this one did you know i mean how many different ways can you just show people dying <laughs> you know which you know this i think they're during certain scenes of this movie it does some interesting stuff but you know not enough not enough to really make me care that much um you know it's always just the soldier's hell right on the ground fighting the war these people living in absolute hell. And then you have the contrast of the the people in charge who are still living cushy lives, eating good food, wearing clean clothes, sitting at tables, having discussions. Uh, people that are nowhere near putting their lives at risk, but have the ultimate control over so many humans' lives and in many time many times don't care about the human life that they are responsible for you know so those types of aspects of war films and war in general are like you know it's it, like putting a putting a, a micro putting a magnifying glass on some of the worst aspects of what is wrong with with global society and with humankind in general um but, you know, you get to see how humanity struggles to exist in those conditions, right? It's very common in the genre, you know, and sometimes you get to peek through despite living in hell. You peek through uh, to see, like, you know, they, they find little joys in life, but mostly filled with uh, monsters on all sides, you know, and... Uh, just another example of how worthless human life is to governments doesn't even need to be the German government, which is the side of the story we're being told. 
it could be the U.S. government. It could be any government. Uh, they, the, I mean, even if you watch the, the really fun, not really, I mean, kind of war movie in a way, Top Gun Maverick, or even the first Top Gun, they're always first, their first concern is always the cost of the planes, not the cost of life. Uh, that doesn't necessarily factor in. So no matter what type of war movie you're seeing, there's always the sense that human life is expendable, very expendable, um, which is very similar whether you're fighting in wars or working in factories, very similar. I used to work at a blockbuster. We got held up at gunpoint, right? They took me and my supervisor, came in at the end of the night, put a gun to the front of my head, to my forehead, right? Because they thought I was the supervisor, took us to the back office so they could get at the, the, the safe had the supervisor on his knees with the gun to the back of his head and told him to open the safe. And of course he's a young kid and he's trying to be all superhero, whatever to saying no, but they got away, right? They got the safe. They tore out the, the camera and they got away. We called the cops. The owner found out owner calls. The first thing the owner asks was what they took. So whether you're going to fight in a war or you're getting held up at a video store working at a blockbuster making minimum wage, the first concern of the people in charge is what affects them, what money they lost, not what human life was at stake. Needless to say, I didn't work there very long after that. But, you know, it's... And we see that whether you're working in factories or on the front line, you are in many ways expendable. They don't care. If they could get away with not paying you anything, they would. You know, they, it's, all, it's all just to generate money for the people at the top, which is the same thing with wars. You know, whether you're profiting off of having owning stock in these companies that build war machines or you're profiting off of the land that you have you're taking control over that has resources that you want which a lot of wars whether it's oil or lithium for batteries whatever it is a lot of wars are fought over resources and the resources don't benefit the people they benefit the corporations and that are working with the governments and it's just you know one of many reasons why i don't like war movies uh, you know, so, and, and just kind of it, in many ways, I guess war movies do highlight just the peacetime, I guess you could say in, in many ways, how expendable people are, or how, and even during the pandemic, right. Compared to the, the war, right. In war, you fight for honor, right. It's not, they, they put this like, oh, you're fighting to be come, you know, great. You're going to be a hero for the country. And then when you come home for war, you are discarded, especially in the U.S., where you have politicians voting against any kind of health care that you might require from fighting for the country. Or, you know, in war, them just selling you on the idea you're fighting for honor and then sending you knowing that most of them aren't going to survive, right? And then during the pandemic, they call 
these employees that work at fast food restaurants and grocery stores, they call them heroes. They, they, they say that they're essential workers, right? But then as soon as you stop pretending that the pandemic's going on, they don't care to raise minimum wage. They don't care to pay people a living wage, right? So in, when it serves them, they will put a label on you that you're a hero, whether you're fighting in a war or working during a pandemic, but it's all just in name only. They do not care or consider you to be heroic in any way. You are livestock that is just infinitely replaceable and only serves to generate money, generate ego for these people at the top who are you know, moving human bodies around in places that without care or concern for the actual human lives that are doing the hard work right kind of ridiculous let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention. All, all ray, ray taylor, taylor show, show fans. fans we're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan plus with each purchase you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content so don't wait head on over to inspiredisorder.com now and check out the full collection thanks for listening and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some ray taylor show merchandise today and now let's get back to the show kind of ridiculous just kind of a worthless label that they put on people and you see that in this movie as you see in a lot of war movies where it's just like, oh, we're going to send you to go die, right? They, they intend, they don't, it's not factored into their equation. The mission must succeed. Whether people come back from it or not doesn't really matter in most cases. Unless you got Tom Cruise, <laughs> who's, who's, who's jaded from his partner dying in the last movie. But I want to get into spoilers, talk about some specific moments in this movie. Overall, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's a perfectly well-made, beautiful shots, horrific war. If war movies is a genre that you like, you know, and I would imagine you're familiar with the story, the premise of All Quiet on the Western Front showing the tragedies of war making you know following this character who starts off excited and then through the the course of being in this this war that was mostly pointless mostly just generated a lot of dead bodies uh you know and coming back with it's just it's it's a sad it's brutal it's painful to watch it's it makes made me angry but if those are things you like to watch in war movies then uh you know it's uh and i guess there in some ways like because it is told from the german side and not the united states side anything any movie that is made in the united states that involves the military has to get passed through the pentagon where they regularly will edit movies and plot lines and things to make sure that it serves the propaganda necessitate you know 
to necessitate people still signing up, you know, because they don't want they're kind of bummed out that people aren't signing up to fight in these meaningless nonstop wars that keep happening. Um, so, you know, you get a lot of movies like Top Gun where they're heroic. They're destroying weapons of mass destruction, which is what they're told. But who knows? You know, who knows? It's a rah, rah, it's cool plane stuff. Uh, but it's usually propaganda to show that, oh, we are the just, we are the heroic, you know, and not showing how uh, the reality of war is that you're killing people, people killing people for profit or ego, which is just disgusting. So spoilers from here on out. Uh, I do love how this movie starts, right, as this movie starts, hoping to see something unique. You basically follow a uniform that is starts on a new recruit, a kid in battle, gets killed, but then you follow that uniform as the bodies, you know, you see bodies thrown into mass graves, uh, you see, you know, the clothes and the boots removed, you know, giant piles of boots that used to be on living people. You see the the caskets just being, you know, stacked on top to, top of each other and giant holes being covered with dirt, you know, lie being thrown on top of it. Just, you know, you you start with seeing the priorities of war where the bodies are just deposited, but we need to make sure we keep the uniforms so we can clean them up so you see that these these you know dead soldiers just become bundles of laundry that need to be washed need to be repaired you have the pattering of gunfire slowly becoming the pattering of these sewing machines as they're sewing up patches and and removing bullet holes from the former tenants uh demise as they try to erase the the previous owners like f few what happened to them as they prepare refurbish this uniform to be given away right and this takes place northern germany spring of 1917 is the third year of the war the first world war uh and you know you see these same uniforms that were on the bodies of dead people dead children being cleaned, be refurbished, and now dressing and decorating these new ambitious and naive recruits, right? These other kids who are excited to join the war because they believe in the propaganda. They believe that they're going to be heroic. They believe that they're going to be doing good, right? Because that's what they've been told. That's what everything, that's what all of their, their cultural influences have done guided them to believing this bullshit right this kid that's proud right find out later that he was going against his mom his mom's like i don't think you're gonna be good right he plays the piano he knows like he's like a smart kid he's supposed to be going to school and his mom didn't believe that he would do well in war and tried to get him to not sign up so to prove her wrong he signs up i'm gonna show you mom right so he's all excited and you see, when he gets his uniforms, they didn't remove the name from the previous occupant. And he's like, oh, I think you gave me the wrong uniform. 
this, this has somebody else's name on it and the dude just rips it off and he's like oh he probably just didn't show up here and there's a pile of these names that are on the ground right because this is what they do they're not getting new uniforms right they're just redecorating new dead people it's all they're doing and when they first start there's this image of these because it's cold outside there's this image not this scene where you know these new recruits they're collecting the 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 name tag the uh dog tags from the dead soldiers and it's cold their hands are getting cold or actually they're trying to bail out uh like their trenches being flooded or whatever hands are getting cold so there's a scene where like one of the more experienced guys like put your hands in your pants and that help that'll help warm them up so there's a scene with all these kids with their hands in their pants trying to warm them up and it's just like what a better scene to show how just not only ridiculous war is but just just to show how you know they're they could be shot with their hands down their pants you know they could be caught with their hands down their pants just trying to warm it up but it's just like this ridiculous aspect of war you know and of course you get to see this kid as we're going through we see him uh gaining experience what is his character's name um see here this kid felix hammerer paul bomber is the the kid that we're following so you see him gaining experience you know getting traumatized from seeing people die all around him almost getting killed you know a bullet ricocheted off his helmet so you see this dent in his helmet throughout the movie right of this moment where he easily he escaped death right but you see him gaining experience being more comfortable in this situation stealing a goose from like this this small french farm you know just kind of getting these small joys anytime they're able to get a hot meal right finding fresh water one soldier finding an illustration of a woman and that being kind of like his his imaginary woman that is waiting for him back at home to give him some kind of motivation to continue going on and then you also see beautiful landscapes as i said with just like you know the hints of war all around whether it's like a plane flying by or just craters in the ground or even one scene where there's this guy hanging from a branch towards the top of the tree just with limbs blown off and no uniform on anymore probably the uniform's already been washed and repaired and back on somebody else but just like these crazy this like you definitely get the contrast of the beautiful aspects of nature that is being infected and destroyed by humans desire to slaughter each other and there are some good you know some brutal combat scenes you know close quarter shootings grenades bayonets all of those things uh this kid's trusty shovel kind of comes into play a few times during this movie which is kind of you know unique in some ways right them taking any opportunity to eat seeing there's this one scene where they take over uh, a bunker the enemy's bunker 
and there's food all laid out from the the people in charge in that regimen that we're eating so they're chowing down on this good food and because anytime there's an opportunity to eat good food that's what you do and you see the scene of these all the mice running away because there's shaking going on which ends up being tanks is take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus as a member you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks including the full week of shows ad free in both audio and video versions a live painting archive early access to the many faces members only discounts and deals a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes but that's not all as a member you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing you'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want with all of these benefits and more inspired disorder plus is a must have for any fan of the ray taylor show so don't wait go sign up now head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership and now let's get back to the show and you see them take down a tank, which is pretty cool. But then it ends, like, it doesn't end. But in this same scene, you have flamethrowers. And you're seeing people just being burned alive. There's one of the characters for, like, a moment was friends with our main character. And, of course, he gets burned to a crisp. And it's just, like, it's inhuman. And, of course, you know, it's on both sides. It doesn't matter... You know, a kid is a kid just because they've been groomed to believe something. They've been groomed with propaganda to believe that they are the heroes and everybody else is the enemy. Doesn't matter. It's the same everywhere you go, whether it's the U.S. in Afghanistan. They've been brainwashed to believe that they are doing the just thing and that the people that they kill deserve it. Right. Which is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's just disgusting, you know. It's just disgusting. And when you see the flamethrowers come out, it's pretty disgusting in this movie as well. And then there's the scene where the kid, you know, he's fighting and he loses his gun. And there's this other, they're both in like, it's him and the, an enemy. And they're both in this trench, not trench, but like a, like a crater that was left from being bombed out or whatever. And he pulls out his knife and he goes over to stab this guy and you know because they're both trying to kill each other and then when this guy you're hearing this guy like choking on his own blood after he's being stabbed right and the kid going back over finally realizing that that's another human there with him right it's no longer just the enemy he's seeing this person struggling to breathe as blood is filling his lungs and for a moment he realizes that that person's a human being and he goes over and he's sorry and he attempts to give him aid attempts to save him you know searches his pockets after he dies and finds out that he's got a, a wife and a kid he's got a picture of his wife and his kid and it's like it, in that moment he realizes what he's done he's killed a human being right that the 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 veil of propaganda and bullshit is moved aside and he sees the reality of 
He just stabbed a dude multiple times in the chest to kill him, not realizing that he is just another dude doing what he was told by people on top that ha are well protected and are the people that are going to be benefiting from this thing. And it's just another one of those sad moments. But he keeps the letter, keeps the, the stuff, right? Probably in hopes to, after the war, I'll, I'll make up for this in some way. I'll track them down and give this to them or whatever. And it's just, you know. But the whole thing, you don't really get to know these people. Not really. Not really. Or at least much. We do, You know, you get to know them. I mean, kind of, you're with them, but you don't really get to know their personalities that much there's definitely moments where they're you know socializing with each other and stuff like that but you know the people that come in and out of the of of uh paul bomber's life on this during this film you, you don't really get to know any of them so it's kind of hard to feel personally connected to any of them in any real way at least for me but, you know, you still see them. You still follow them. You still get to see their bonds. Uh, you know, there's a scene where they're in, like, a medical area, right? They're in, a like, an abandoned church or something like that where people are, all the wounded are getting aid. And he brings one of his old, uh, a guy that he knew earlier on in the, the war when he first started. He finds him and he got shot in the leg and it doesn't look good. Obviously, he doesn't tell him, uh, but they bring him like they sneak him some food, right? They're like, oh, we're going to get you some some rations. We're going to get you some double rations. We're going to take care of you, right? And when he gets the fork to eat the food, he just stabs himself in the neck because it's like, like one, he probably doesn't believe them that he's going to be okay. Two, he's probably messed up because... If he is still buying into the bullshit, he f probably feels like he 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 didn't fulfill his destiny to be a hero, right? He can no longer fight the good fight. He can no longer serve the pr only purpose he was given by the government to go kill for the government to succeed, or he doesn't, and he's just like, I'm not going to survive this. What's the point? right or he's reflecting on the people that he killed a lot of reasons why he might be stabbing himself in the throat but it's a brutal scene not only because he stabs himself in the throat but it's a brutal scene because another one of the people in that room while they're trying to save this guy who just stabbed himself in the throat a bunch of times with a fork this other dude just comes up and takes his food not trying to give aid in any way just sees an opportunity to get good food and that's just like it's just what w another thing war turns people into where it's just like just the struggle to survive and eat and just enjoy a meal will put you in that place where while the dude is dying you go and steal his dinner kind of brutal and even at the end of this movie right war is over Right, they the people in the suits got together, signed a ceasefire that's going to take place on 
on November 11th at 11 a.m. How fitting. 11, 11, 11. Right? Before the deadline, before that moment happens, the morning of November 11th at like 6 in the morning. Right? The, the general or whoever gets all these soldiers that are prepared and ready to go home gets them into a courtyard along with like the new recruits who just showed up despite the fact the war is about to be over everybody's celebrating yes the war is over right you have these kids clean new uniforms that have been freshly refurbished from countless dead bodies i'm sure at this point and they send them out again it's like oh we're you know we're not done yet we're gonna take this land and of course, all of the people that could have just almost survived, of course, don't survive, right? Just as the clock hits 11 and people are like, cease fire, cease fire, it's too late. Like, all, all these people that were alive a few hours ago, prepared and ready to not fight again, sent out one more time for ego no other reason we need to get one last attack before we call it quits and just adds insult to injury really in the the whole thing and it's just a bummer it's just like it's you know not only does this film not really stand out in any spectacular way it's also just a constant bummer to watch as war is a constant bummer right there's no unless it's a propaganda film that is designed to make you feel good about what you're watching it's a bummer that human beings are killing each other needlessly for seemingly no other purpose other than they were told to do so you know So overall, I thought the film was well made, as I've said many times. Beautiful shots, beautiful landscapes, well acted. I watched it dubbed. I didn't feel like reading subtitles the whole time the dubs was okay. But the performances were good. I mean, there's no like, I don't know, there's no, there's no, it's not a movie where you're seeing amazing performances. They're all good performances. They're all doing their thing, but... Because you don't really get to know any of them that well, there's no real, you know, uh, opportunity for for like a performance to stand out necessarily. Uh, definitely some good combat scenes, right? F brutal combat scenes. Um, and just, you know, it does a good job of illustrating the brutality of war, as I would imagine most a good, uh, an honest war movie would. But ultimately, doesn't really stand out in any way. Um, but just a standard, you know, it's just a solid addition to the genre of war films. So if that sounds, I mean, obviously we're in spoilers, but, you know, it wasn't a bad movie. I didn't have anything negative to say about it other than it's not doing any, it doesn't elevate itself past any other war film that you see. And it's a bummer. It's just a, a bummer of a movie in a lot of ways. But... That's it. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on All Quiet on the Western Front. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
for more movie and TV show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating and rating. Do both on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube. If you're watching this, all the episodes have video components so you can watch them all in beautiful vertical high def video on your smartphone, on your TV. Rate, subscribe, share with your friends, do all those things. And until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.